I'm Alex Mellaris. And I'm Taisei Fu. And I just want to let you know, Taisei, moving forward, I will be charging between $50 and $100 for every single <laughs> podcast appearance. Uh, I just think you should know that I spend an hour prepping for this show. Uh, I, By the way, I do not. I spent about two and a half minutes. I've been an hour prepping for this show, and I deserve to be compensated. Just like at, what, what's his, at, he went private, at Dan Clark Sports. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Alex. I've decided exactly the same thing. Um, I'll be charging 50 to $100. Per episode, <laughs> I spent three hours every episode wow. prepping. Um, and uh, I would, yeah, you know, uh, now that I think about it, since I do spend so much time, I think I think I gotta up the rate, you know, hourly. I, I don't think I'm being paid enough hourly. Um, so it'll be a hundred to two hundred dollars per. Uh, who we're charging exactly? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, maybe we'll charge right, those. I'm charging you, everybody's gotta pay and you're 10 bucks me. up. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so well, if I charge a hundred bucks, you charge a hundred bucks. I think that that puts us at about even. Um, if if the math checks yeah, yeah, out there, yeah, for sure. So all right, okay, all right. I'll for just pretend I come out ahead. We're talking about for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about at Dan Clark Sports, basically had a tweet that was like, some people people ask me to. Oh no, it was I think it was a specific situation. It was like, oh, this guy asked me to go on his podcast. I said it was going to be fifty and a hundred dollars, and he basically told me, uh, never mind. I was like, man, that's so rude. What do these people think I'm going to do an hour of prep and show up on their podcast for free? And, you know, on one hand, I I don't hate the idea of, like, if someone wants to, you know, charge for their time, go right ahead. No one's obligated to guest on a podcast if they don't want to. But I do think bitching about it on Twitter is kind of unnecessary and seems like a like a just a straight up like a bitchy thing to do i was like look at me people think they can just get me for free i'm at dan clark sports who do you think you are and uh going into his uh his bio where he says i put my mlb opinions out there and you're probably going to be offended sometimes enjoy banter and hot takes hashtag girl dad who adores his little angel i think that absolutely checks out and by the way he's on private now after everyone started bullying him <laughs> of course um you know you you probably couldn't well you probably could pay us to get have him on the podcast but um I wouldn't have him on the podcast for free. I'll tell you that. Uh, but you're you're right. It's it's the it's the it's the indignancy with which he tweets. Like I can't believe the audacity of these people to 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 assume that I wouldn't charge for a podcast. That really, I mean, like if you want to charge for a podcast appearance, go ahead. Um, but don't <laughs> just show up on Twitter acting like it's <laughs> yeah. he's just been offended. Um, and that's what he probably the probably the guy was probably just like okay. All right, never mind. Then we'll move on. We'll look for someone else. Um, and he acted like it was the end of the world. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, yeah. I mean, like, if you want to charge for podcasts, go ahead. But on the other hand, you're, you're Dan, Dan, is that his name? Dan Clark Sports? Dan Clark, um, yeah. Someone I've never heard of and could probably benefit from, benefit from the exposure in the first place. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it really is just <laughs> the dignity that really everybody's piling on them uh, about. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he is verified. He does have 42.4 thousand followers. I don't oh. know if he works at an outlet. It doesn't say in his bio or anything. Uh, but he seems to, that sports talking or sports writing or whatever is his career, maybe. So 
maybe doesn't need to go on a podcast, but still, that that's all besides the point. Uh, so way to go, Dan Clark, for uh, for knowing your value, I guess. Yeah, look, I, I Googled Dan Clark Space Sports, and the first result is his Twitter account. And then the second account is like Orioles Reddit from the MLB. At what point does Dan Clark quit being a fake reporter? Question mark. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's really all there is about Dan Clark. I Google Dan Clark sports. And then the rest of the entries are verified? all about this. I don't know. Everybody, everybody else is all just, all the other search results are just an, like uh, an offensive lineman from the CFL. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders named Dan Clark. And so he's the second most notable Dan Clark in the sports world. And the first guy is a CFL player. Uh, and yeah, I can't I can't find anything past the second search result being a Reddit post okay. questioning his fake reporterness. Okay, I just looked up Dan Clark sports baseball. Maybe you know that would get more specific. And oh. after his Twitter, I have uh, an Amazon.ca result, a book uh, called Called Out But Safe, A Baseball Umpire's Journey by Al Clark and Dan Schlossberg. <laughs> okay, so I am, we here on the podcast, we question why Dan Clark, how Don Clark got verified. Um, are we sure? Are we sure that's not just a checkmark emoji that he put in next to his name? Um, <laughs> really pull the wool over everybody's eyes. Um yeah, and then and then yeah. So now this really puts like if this was someone famous, then maybe you want to charge a few a few bucks for the podcast appearance. Uh, this is Dan Clark Sports, um, who isn't even the most like you specified Dan Clark Sports to Google, you don't even get the right Dan Clark. Um, so, you know, what's going on, Dan? You good? You good? And then you, don't, if you don't want to do podcasts. If... Yeah, go ahead. And then you got two separate people named Dan and Mister Clark. Uh, being the second result under one scenario, <laughs> and still somehow verified. You know, it's like he—if he's some sort of reporter, there's not even a single writing writing sample, right? That comes up. So, yeah, I, I'm questioning everything. Is he—is he even a dad to his? Is he even a dad? Does this angel daughter exist? <laughs> maybe he's just an influencer. Could... Maybe his claim. Maybe his claim to fame is just having lots of Twitter Twitter followers, and just giving out baseball tweets. Wow. Hot takes, mind you. Not just baseball tweets. He's a, he's a yeah, fan of the hot takes. that might offend us. That might <laughs> offend us. Whoa. Whoa there, Dan Clark. Don't get too rowdy. Um, yeah. Well, you know, honestly, that tweet did offend me. Like that, You know what? In the end, that tweet was a hot take, <laughs> and it did offend me. So yeah, the bio wow. doesn't I lie. So that one thing, right? Thanks for the warning, yeah. Dan. So now that we've spent seven minutes talking about Dan Clark, who's more exposure <laughs> than he's probably ever had in his entire life, um, I think we can, I think we can move to uh, I don't know anything hockey related. Uh, another pretty slow Let's week as we to another clown. Let's move on to another clown, uh, Sylvain Lefebvre, Ooh, the, former oh, head of coach of the uh, of the Canadians AHL affiliate. I don't I, I know it was multiple years. I don't know if it was when it was. St. John's or Laval or maybe even Hamilton. I don't remember. Anyway, as we all know by now, uh, he doesn't want to get the vaccine. And so the Blue Jackets fired him because uh, not only would it have been too much of a hassle for them to, you know, have him comply with protocols, but actually it's against the rules. Like the protocols are you have to be vaccinated uh, to, you know, work in close contact to the team. So I'm pretty sure when they hired him like a couple months ago, he was like, yeah, I would not take a COVID vaccine. And basically they were like, oh, 
maybe he'll change his mind by the time it's time. And as it turns out, uh, he didn't. So uh, he's fired. And now just because he's, you know, uh, you know, in the wrong neck of the woods and also a total dumbass, he's just out of an NHL job when it would have been so easy for him to hold on to it. Like, that's one thing I don't understand is, okay, I can... I can understand from an objective point of view how somebody could get duped into not wanting to take the vaccine. But what still kind of eludes me is being willing to lose your extremely well-paying National Hockey League assistant coaching job over it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's completely fucking baffling. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like the stupidity is astounding um, because, first of all, yeah, so first of all, for, for the ja- for the Blue Jackets, hiring him in the first place and then, like, hoping he'd get the vaccine is a bit of a kind of a questionable move from the, from the get-go, you know? Like, really try to maybe, maybe because, you know, hiring and then firing the guy within a couple months is not the best look. Um, and, I mean, at this point, if he's continuing to not want to get vaxxed, um, he's a liability to the team, right? He can't do the activities. He can't be in close contact. And so that's absolutely fucked. But, yeah, Sylvain uh, <laughs> Lefebvre, get, get it together. I mean, I, I really, at this point, I especially with, like, you know, the, the well-paying job on the line um, in the NHL, basically, he's he's hitting the peak of his career. Um, and then the next step, he's, he's getting on to that next step of, if he ever, you know, gets to that point, becoming an NHL head coach. And he's, like, willingly giving it up because he doesn't want to get a vaccine that, like, um, what are the downsides exactly? Like, imagine being so entrenched in this nonsensical view that you're like, fuck it. I don't want to be an NHL head coach or NHL assistant coach anymore. Um, truly bozo behavior here from Sylvain Lefebvre. Uh, and uh, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. I can't even conceptualize being that stupid. Um, it's very that, reminiscent yeah. of like toddler behavior. It's like, if I can't have ice cream, then I don't want to eat anything. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no, yeah, there's no ration. There's no rationality behind it. I mean, you can't possibly be that against vaccines, right? Like, Oh, I want to get educated. Buddy, the vaccine's been out for like God knows how many months. You have like 80, 85% of the population getting vaccinated, I think, or something like that. Um, and, you know, no mass side effects so far. Everybody's looking better. And, you know, just for his own personal safety, I don't even understand. Like all these people who, are, who aren't getting vaccinated, I don't understand. Um, you're just protecting yourself against literally a pandem- pandemic and then your job's on the line and you're like, all right, I'd rather be unemployed than get this vaccine that will help save my life potentially. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> whatever. I mean, uh, see you later. And, uh, what, what's the word? What's the saying? I mean, good riddance, uh, good riddance. Jinx. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on my end, I said it like three seconds before you did. So the jinx didn't really line up. Um, but anyway, uh, you can edit you know that in post-production. No, I will not. I will not edit that in post-production <laughs> to be, to line it up properly. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say something else about this, but then the jinx distracted me. Um, oh, it was this. It was, uh, but Taisei, don't you know that he has to do his own research? Oh, yeah. Well, he you wouldn't want to be an ed- a completely uneducated prick, right? Yeah. He's um, got to do his own research before. I saw a really be the funny tweet that was like, how much would you be willing to pay to watch one of these people do their own research? <laughs> Like share screen on Zoom. They go online. They look up like vaccine how bad, and then click on like the first couple articles. 
<laughs> the first like Infowars articles that that pops up. Um, yeah, and, uh, completely. <laughs> up. Buzzfeed yeah, hashtag research Buzzfeed or I don't know what else is there. Uh, the Onion, they they would they would fall the plan sick for that shit. <laughs> and they take the onion but seriously. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if Sylvain. Le- I want to. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see uh, a screen recording of Sylvain Lefebvre doing his research. Um, yeah, if it has any merit, I'd offer him the job again. But uh, I mean, <laughs> do your work. Do your research, Sylvain. I don't know, man. Uh for the crying out loud, what are we even? What are we even doing here, man? Jesus. Mm-hmm. But at least those COVID protocols the NHL set in place are extremely strict and designed basically so that if you're a player who's not getting vaccinated, your life is basically impossible to live uh, until you do. Uh, and it looks like they are approaching 100%. A couple teams have already tweeted out like, we're at 100% vaccination officially. Yay. And so I think it was actually Jay Fresh who was like, I dare one of these teams to tweet out, we're officially at 98% vaccinated. <laughs> to get everyone uh, but I think I saw an estimation that was like, they, they think about 10 to 15 players uh, won't be vaccinated to start the year. No names out yet, obviously. And I don't know if we're ever going to get a conclusive list, though I'm sure based on who's not able to talk to the media and stuff, it'll become clear pretty quickly. But one of the players who I think we can be pretty confident is not getting vaccinated is Zach Ronaldo, who was at a PPC rally the other day. Oh God. Who said, I'm who said, I'm not I'm not anti vax, I'm pro choice. And which is obviously just, you know, so gross to co opt that language for something like this. But uh Zach Ronaldo yeah. Uh, there's our first uh, openly anti-vax because we actually do have confirmation that Tony fucking D'Angelo got vaccinated because the Hurricanes are one of the 100% teams. Uh, there was speculation that they had to like dart it at him from across the room against his will. Uh, but one way or another, he's gotten vaccinated. Zach Ronaldo, though, you're you're a little bit behind. They, they should, yeah, they probably like snuck around the corner, shot him with a tranquilizer dart, um, and then yeah. that's how they got Tony D'Angelo. Actually, I hadn't seen that the Canes are 100. percent um, So I was, I was just gonna shout out Tony D'Angelo is probably one of the 10, 15. Um, but nope. all right, shout out to Jack, Zach Ronaldo. What a brave position he's taking, eh? Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> he's so brave, <laughs> Zach Ronaldo. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, on the uh, on the bigger picture side, um, you know, ninety eight percent or ten fifteen people who aren't unvaccinated. I mean, get to work on those ten fifteen people. But from uh, for the rest of the league, I mean, I think the NHL nailed it on the protocols, especially you compared to the other uh, major leagues. I know the NFL isn't one hundred percent vaccinated or, or even really that close. Uh, so and you know, so the NHL seems with their policies, you know, and they kind of cooperate with the NHLPA have made the life miserable for these unvaccinated players. So that not only are you a liability, like health and safety wise, um, if you're unvaccinated, but also you're just like operations wise, logistically and being part of the team wise, it's, you're just a complete liability. And so, you know, Zach Ronaldo, if we never see the end, we, if we never see his face again, because he falls off the face of the earth, um, because he gets healthy scratched every night because he sucks and can't be part of the team. I would not be surprised at all. Um, and they're only, they're only putting themselves at a disadvantage. And so really like, just like our, our dear friend, Sylvain, uh, it's really baffling as to how 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 deep into this shit you must be, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, but otherwise, you know, that's that's excellent news. I'm honestly I'm surprised from a league like the NHL that they that they got it this right in terms of getting their people yeah. vaccinated. I'm 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 impressed. I can't lie. I'm impressed when I saw ten fifteen. I was like, really? That's that is surprising from from this league. 
Mm-hmm. And as for someone like Zach Ronaldo, who's at best a fringe NHL player anyway, who you really yeah. think Columbus, if 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 he's like you know on the edge of making a roster, you really think they're going to give the edge to you? You think you really think Zach Ronaldo is worth the headache of you know he can't be near anyone? He's got to go in a different part of the hotel all the time. Can't do groceries. Like no, they'll cut him loose and replace him with someone who's honestly probably better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's a, like, there's, there's examples of this all over the place in terms of like, you don't, if you're not worth a headache and especially if you're a fringe player, why the hell would you, why the hell would you would keep you around? Why the hell would we have you on the team in the first place? Uh, and Zach Ronaldo certainly fits the bill of not a superstar. Last time I checked. So I, I don't know what the hell this guy's doing. Uh, and yeah, going out to political rallies too. I mean, it's not completely politically askew from the rest of the league, but still he's making quite the fuss here. Uh, and, uh, you know, headlines for the wrong reasons, Zach. There is such thing as bad publicity, apparently. And it's showing up at a PPC rally, calling yourself pro-choice because you don't want to get vaxxed. Jesus, <laughs> it's fucking awful. Yep. Um, all right. So let's move on now to uh, Zdeno Chara, who had, didn't retire and is going to play another season. This time with uh, the team that drafted him back in the third round in 1996, the New York Islanders. And he is 44 years old now, turning 45 in March. So by the end of the season, he will be halfway between 40 and 50 and still going strong against the National Hockey League. Uh, Is Joe Thornton the next oldest player in the NHL? I think... Chara is like several years clear on, uh, yeah, Thornton is just turned 42 in July. I think he's the second oldest. Uh, so, man, he just, you know, as long as the refs keep, uh, let him get away with just brutally cross-checking everyone in front of the net or as they enter the zone, then uh, there could potentially be no end ever to his career because he hasn't been able to skate for a number of years anyway. <laughs> That's right. His game at this point is just... Uh... He uses his, his abnormally long, uh, you know, stick to hit people, right? And, uh, you know, 44, that's completely fucking insane. I think Patrick Marlowe, he hasn't been signed yet. He's, like, he's pretty close, right? I think he's, like, 42. Um, uh, like yeah, I think he's, like, a little older than Thornton. Right, but he's not in a contract yet, and we don't know what the situation's there. Uh, but, yeah, for yeah. Chara, that's pretty crazy. I mean, like, 1996, he was in the sixth season or fifth season of his career when I was born. Uh, that is fucking insane. Um, and yeah, good for him going back to the, his draft team. I completely forgot that he was drafted by the Islanders up until like 20 minutes ago. Uh, and I mean, cool shit. We got to, we got to see a, like a tall ass 44 year old skating around for the Islanders. Um, he certainly fits, certainly fits the New York Islanders vibe presently. It doesn't he like the kind of guy who Lou Lamorello would go after, uh, and give him a contract. Um, so yeah, yeah. that's pretty on brand for the Isles and you know, Chara keeps chugging. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. You know who turns 50 this season is Yarmir Yager. Oh, he's still going in the Czech leagues, isn't he? Yeah, and here I even see on his cat-friendly page, the 21-22 season, uh, he's already played two games in uh, with Ritsiri Kladno of the Czech Extra Liga, so he is still playing. He, that might even be the team that he owns, actually. I know he played for a team that he owns. I think it's that one. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I fifty. Yeah, I saw I saw I, I saw his name in the in the news the other day. It was just an interview, and like, yeah, he's still he's playing for the team that he owns, 
And he's like, well, I got to keep playing or else this team, I think he said that the team's going to fold if he stops playing. Just because, I mean, I guess he's he's like, no, like, for real. Like, who's, who's about to go see, uh, was it, Cladno play? Um, if you're not watching 50-year-old Yaramir Yager do laps around the ice, um, I certainly wouldn't want to go see that oh, if he wasn't not, there. And oh, yeah, it is Cladno. I'm sure it's quite the attraction. So, uh, you know, yeah. he's the old vet, 50 years old, and still playing in the pro league. That is I know, just so funny to be like, wild. I must keep playing for the team that I own, otherwise it will cease to exist. That's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. I wish that happened in the NHL one day. Eugene Melnick being like, do I have to do everything around here? <laughs> I must continue to meddle in my operations or else the team yes. will fucking fall. I am now second line center. <laughs> no one else can do it right. I'm playing goalie now. Fuck it. <laughs> who, who, who's, who's their goalie this year? Oh my god. Why is that? Oh, it's Matt of course. Yeah, yeah. All right. Matt Murray's just not doing the job. He's too expensive for nothing, which you'd be right about. Do you see that list of? Uh, do you see that list of Islanders players who uh, were born after Char was drafted? No, I haven't. Is there it are I assume it is. several. Uh, oh, yeah, I think I think Barzell was on there. He, he was at least close to it. Yeah. There were Beauvillier, Oliver Wallstrom. Um, who else was there? Noah Dobson. Uh, there were a couple. That might have been it. It might have only been like four or five. Yeah, but still, after they were born, or before before they were born, that is, that's got to be the weirdest shit. I was playing in the NHL when you yeah. were fucking born. Oh, yeah. God. But yeah. This is Deno Charm. I feel like there's always an instance like that. Like, people were talking about that also when, like, Marlo joined the Leafs. It was like, look... Uh, Mitch Marner was like a year and a half when Marlowe made his playoff debut or whatever. <laughs> That's a pretty absurd concept, though. You know, like... Kind of. literally a baby. He's literally a baby. Um, and then, uh-huh. you know, now they're another Even I started, started to think of, like, think of, especially now that, like, there are NHL players who are our age and even younger than us. Where it's like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, guys like, you know, Mitch Marner... How old was he uh, when the Leafs blew Game 7 in 2013 against Boston? Uh, like 15 or 16, I think. Oh, man. There are eventually going to be people who were born during this podcast, while this podcast was in in existence, and maybe even while we were recording, and who will one day will be watching them in the NHL. That's... While we were recording, as in like... As in, like, during the hour and a half that we were talking during the episode? Exactly. Exactly. And... Maybe a a future NHL superstar is being born right now. Wow. Shout out to you, Chad Smith. Um, Chad Smith. Congratulations on being born. Shout out out to you. Uh, Is there any NHL player who uh, is having a baby... Uh, like, in this time, do we know? I'm trying to think. That was a nepotism I don't, I don't, joke. Sorry, I don't. Oh. <laughs> of course. That was a that was uh, a joke about how in the future, uh, the trend will continue of only NHL players' sons making the NHL. There will anyway. literally only be two last names in the league. Watch it. Yep. <laughs> Kachuk and uh, Stall Brown. Stall. Yeah. Oh. Okay. 
<laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's the it's natural cool. selection, right? To use a biology. For sure. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> and, as we, and I'm sure an extensive study of, of evolution would certainly end with, and that's why all the NHL players come from the same four families. <laughs> yeah, I'll, that, you know what? I'm, I'm currently a bioengineering major. Maybe I'll make that my thesis one day. Um, totally. <laughs> And make sure to totally ignore economic factors. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I'm only doing the evolution side of things. This is natural yeah. selection. You can't avoid it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. So uh, okay. today is the episode that uh, we are doing our, our standings predictions, division by division. Were we also going to like run through the playoffs? I did not plan for filling out a bracket, but we could. We could. Why not? It would be. I'm pretty sure it'll be pretty different. I would guess, but like between the two of us, yeah. but I can't hurt to. All right. Certainly can't hurt to. All, All right. right. So, um, Sh- should we go division by division? Yeah, I think that's that's probably how we should do it. Uh, just a heads up. I kind of approach this, uh, for better or for worse, in the same way I tried to approach my recent playoff bracket, which is I got to make this a little weird because it's always weird. Then I'm like, oh, did I make it too weird or not weird enough? I can't tell. And of course, that one ultimately failed. So this one probably will too. All right. Um, I think I got some spicy picks. I think I have at least one spicy pick. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. All right, let's start in the... Where shall we start? The Atlantic? Uh, sure. Uh, let's Atlantic. begin with these. So our, do we want to run... Our first look in these new divisions. Do we want to run uh, top to bottom or bottom to top of the division? Let us run bottom to top. I think people do top to bottom too often. It's always... Yeah. let's. Let's let's feature Buffalo, um, to to start off the preview. I think that's everybody's favorite thing. Um, okay, so well that's that's I just gave away my my last place team in the Atlantic, um, the Buffalo Sabers. Is anyone really surprised? They are also my <laughs> last place team in the Atlantic. I uh, but I can't wait for Craig Anderson to win the Vesna Trophy, and yeah, prove us wrong. Absolutely. Uh, Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell. That's the Jennings winner right there. Um, book it. Book it. All right, next up. Um, so, yeah, another team that's very much in their, in the middle of their rebuild. Although, actually, I don't know if I can call Buffalo's team a rebuild. It's like perpetual tearing down. Um, so, our first team in rebuild uh, is the Detroit Red Wings um, because they're still bad. Their roster sucks. And, uh, yeah, not, not, much, not much to see here. Uh, I think they're firmly ahead of Buffalo, but I don't think, you know, I think they're in the mix with Ottawa. I think I said that the other week uh, and that you disagree. I think there's a firmer tier, but I still think Detroit's the worst team there. Yeah, I also have Detroit seventh. I spent a second thinking if there'll be any big Nadelchkovic factor, and I said, nah, I don't think so. Bernier was, like, pretty good last year, uh, and that defense is still atrocious. Um, All right. So why don't you now run through six through one, and then I'll do my six through one. Okay. All right. So I have a uh, sixth place. I have Ottawa. Um, currently rebuilding. Uh, they'll, they'll take a step forward, perhaps. But who knows? Uh, fifth place, I have Montreal. Not a playoff team. Uh, you add old, old-ass old people who weren't that good and Savard and Hoffman and, you know, you lost Kakaniemi. You added Dvorak. Not much of a, a big win there. That team wasn't going to make the playoffs last year. Uh, in a regular season... Fourth, I have Boston. Third, I have Toronto. Do, should I give explanations, or like, should we debate them afterwards, or should I just like run through my list right now? Yeah, let's just debate them after. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have uh, Montreal, then Boston fourth, T- 
Toronto third, Florida second, and Tampa first. All right. Uh, our lists are very similar. Only two differences. The first one is I have uh, swapped the placements of Ottawa and Montreal, fifth and sixth. Oh, um, I think Montreal's downgrades were extremely tremendous during the offseason, and they weren't even that great to begin with, whereas Ottawa was uh, pretty hot to end the year. And I'll mention, once again, they're all friends, so I think that gives Montreal the edge. And <laughs> the at the top of the division, at the top of the division, I've swapped Florida and Tampa Bay. I have decided oh. I've, I remain... Uh, well, first of all, I think uh, Tampa will probably, you know, put someone on LTIR again. Actually, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Either way, uh, their team isn't as good on paper as it was last year. Uh, you know, they lost the entire coleman gord Gaudreau line. That is a yeah. pretty big blow. Uh, not to mention they tend to kind of, you know, keep some gas in the tank for the playoffs and, you know, take their foot off the pedal a bit during the regular season. So I gave Florida the edge. I'm a big believer in the Florida Panthers. I really, really, really hope they play Spencer Knight as the starter and not Sergei Bobrovsky. I think Mackenzie Weger and Aaron Ekblad are both excellent. I think Sam Reinhardt is a perfect addition to the forward group, which is very deep. I think the Panthers are primed for success. Yeah, I think absolutely. Like, I, I really did consider uh, swapping Florida and Tampa there. Um, I mean, just top to bottom, the roster is, is, is stacked. Uh, in terms of skaters for the for the Panthers, and there's really it's really a great blend, especially the way they put it together at the end of last year, um, near the regular season. Uh, really like how this team is constructed, but I am I'm hedging my bet a bit. That's why I put them second uh, in terms of their goaltending. Frankly, I don't trust it heading into the season. Um, you know, Bobrovsky obviously it's Bobrovsky at this point. Uh, we know what he is, an absolute albatross of a contract, uh, and he's bad every time you put him on the ice. So that that's we know that. Uh, and Spencer Knight. Um, I mean, I think he's the better goaltender at this point. But now we're talking about leaning on, you know, a rookie goaltender or, like, quasi-rookie goaltender who's 20 years old. And, like, you know, look, I think that the team ahead of him is more than enough, especially with the defense there that's pretty good, that's really good, especially in the, at the, near the top, um, to play well in front of him. But, I mean, you compare that with Tampa. They've got Vasilevsky, uh, arguably the best goalie in the world. I would put him second. But even then, just absolutely elite. And so, you know, that's where I give the edge to Tampa, and that's why over the course of a regular season, I have them first. But uh, it's definitely tight there. And, uh, yeah, Battle of Florida on the Atlantic. Who would have known? Mm-hmm. All right. Metropolitan. You know who I really like? You know who I really like, what? actually, this year? I think, you know, who? I like Toronto, honestly. You know, I think they're a great regular – in the regular season, at least. I think they'll challenge. For, I think it'll be a pretty tight three-way race there at the top of the Atlantic um, because I really like their goaltending upgrade. Like, Mrazic over Anderson, I think, is just a spectacular move on their behalf. Um, and, you know, Mrazic, he's pretty injury-prone, but you've got him with a tandem with that proven starter, Jack Campbell. I think it's a no-lose, and I think the wrestlers, it's pretty stacked. Um, and that's for Boston. I think they're, uh, you know, there's holes on that roster. It's, it, it feels like they're starting to fall apart, to be totally honest. I consider putting David, Boston ahead of Toronto. I'm not really? as high on... Toronto's roster as you are. I do agree the goaltending is definitely an upgrade. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, losing Zach Hyman, uh, he's, you know, he's not a superstar, but he's pretty good. And look at the forward depth. It's just a bunch of, like, Nick Ritchie, Andre Kasha, Michael Bunting, Ilya Mikheyev, Wayne Simmons. You know, it's like, oh, really? I don't know. And I think back to 
two seasons ago, the last time they were in this division, and how much they struggled during the regular season. And the division was much weaker at that point, remember? Uh, it was like Tampa and Boston at the top, then Toronto and Florida kind of, you know, battling to see who could lose the most games and not get that third divisional spot. Right, that's fair. But I think um, the top of the roster is more than enough to kind of buoy them um, up into that upper tier. Uh, and as for Boston, I just, I'm, I'm a bit down on Boston this year. I mean, they all, like, I think they're, I think they're a tier above, like, you know, Montreal, Ottawa, but, uh, and I think they'll, they'll, they'll sneak in. I think they'll get a wild card spot pretty comfortably um, because they still got that first line, you know, and, and the, the like world destroying line there. Um, but behind that, I mean, there's like, you talk about forward death for the Leafs. I mean, what the hell is the forward depth on the Bruins? I mean, Taylor Hall is on the second line, but aside from that, everybody seems like they're playing at least a line too high. Uh, and yeah, I just, I don't trust it at all. And you know, the depth, the, the, the defensive depth isn't great either. Um, signing Derek Forbord, I'm still not over that. I mean, for three years, $3 million. That is, that is, that is the meme move of the summer, I think, honestly. Um, when you think there are way too many to count. There are way too many. And, you know, it's so easy to forget, but Derek Forbord sticks in my mind as like, especially compared to the fact that they gave, like, Mike Riley, another left handed defenseman on their team, the exact same contract, and that one was fairly reasonable. And then they turned around, they're like, and they told Derek Forbord to his face, you play the the same amount of good as Mike Riley, and I think that's hilarious. And uh, I mean, it was like the next day too. <laughs> yeah, it's too good. It's too good. Uh, and you know, all, they don't have Rask. Um, he's injured, and we don't know if he's going to come back. And you know, I think it's just a lot of it took a step down. And so I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm down on Boston this year. Not still playing. Yeah, I did end up I did end up picking Toronto over Boston, but and I think a lot of that is because as I am, you know, kind of down Toronto. I'm down on Boston too. I think the loss of David Krejci is a big blow. Uh, although I do believe in Lena Salmark, and I don't see that as really being a downgrade on Tuka Rask. Uh, I'm, maybe I'm just too much of a Lena Salmark fan, but then I'm too much of a Lena Salmark fan. Whatever. I'm uh, talking about like Mike Riley and Derek Forbert. I think of the like the Office meme, just like corporate needs you to find the difference between these two pictures, and it's Mike Riley and Derek <laughs> Forbert, and then it's Don Sweeney going through the same picture. <laughs> That's that's an excellent idea for me. That's 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 spot on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's Boston. All right. Uh, anything else on the Atlantic before we move to the Metro? Nope. Let's slide over to the Metro. This one I think was my most fun to put together. I'll go first. Uh, I'll run the my entire standings eight to one. All right. Last place we got Columbus. Seventh is the New Jersey Devils. In sixth place. We have the Carolina Hurricanes, led by no goaltending. And fifth place, (laughs) just missing the playoffs, is uh, the Washington Capitals. And then in our top four, in our playoff spots, it's the Philadelphia Flyers, the New York Rangers, the New York Islanders, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, man, that is interesting. All right, I can't wait to debate this one. Um, All right, 8-1, to I've got Columbus. So Columbus, New Jersey, up until Denver. The same, and then I got I have the you know the what's his name James Dolan Super Team New York Rangers, uh, followed by Philly, then Carolina, then Washington, Pittsburgh, and New York. Um, this is you could probably convince me to change this. Honestly, it's very I don't know what to think of this division. You know, 
look, it's shocking how many teams' rosters I look at and go, yeah, they're not that good. It's like, are there any good teams in the National Hockey League? I really don't know. <laughs> Certainly, I, I, I doubt they're, like, I get the exactly the same vibe for basically every single team in the Metro. That's why it's so hard to place. It's like, you know, they've yeah. got some nice pieces, but they kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, nice I get that for every single flags. team. A lot of yeah, red flags for every single team, for every single right. one. Um, and that's what, it's it's so weird placing them anyways. Uh, but the that, the one that sticks out to me is you you seem awfully high on the Rangers this year. Um, what's yeah. up with that? I, what's up with that is I know they have some downgrades on paper, notably losing Pavel Buchnevich. Um yeah. But I do think that they were better than their record last season. Uh, we saw you know a very high goal differential for a playoff team. Uh, you might remember we were saying that, uh, you know, like in any other year, that goal differential would have made the playoffs comfortably, stuff like that. And, you know, because they basically they won a lot of blowout games and lost a lot of close games. And I think that that will kind of readjust itself this year, coupled with the uh, likelihood that Lafreniere and Capo Caco take steps forward. I trust their goaltending, which is something I cannot say about uh, Carolina or Washington or even really Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. So that's a big edge the Rangers have over most other teams in this division. And I, uh, I trust their defense too, uh, led obviously by Norris Trophy winner Adam Fox. So all in all, I'm like, you know, whereas Washington and Carolina have a lot of turnoffs for me, I don't really have many looking at the Rangers roster. Interesting. I, you know, that's at a fair point on the goaltending. Certainly, that's not a strength in this division. Um, but I mean, I see a lot of turnoffs, especially in the forward that they've acquired. Basically, their, their entire offseason in terms of forward acquisition has been awful. Um, you talk about losing Butchnevich, who was a bona fide first, like a solid first line winger, and you replace him with Sammy Blay. Um, and then you had you had Ryan Reeves for the toughness, the grit, and you had Barkley Goodrow, who's you know an overrated bottom sixer. Uh, and you got yourself a team that I think took a step back from last year. Um, I mean, we don't know what the development's going to be for those two young guys that you mentioned, um, but otherwise, I just, I don't trust it at all. Um, I don't trust the rest of the team. I think their defense is solid. Obviously, Adam Fox is a stud, um, but, you know, they've got some question marks, like, you know, like they're in their bottom, in their bottom four kind of vibe. Uh, and yeah, their goaltending feels solid. That's a real plus for them. And maybe I am too low. Maybe you know what? I'm gonna change it on the fly. I'm putting them, I'm putting them fifth instead of sixth. I'll put them over Philly. What the hell has Philly done for me? Um, so right. okay. Which brings me, but, uh, yeah. Which brings me to the Philadelphia Flyers, the team that I have fourth place in the Metropolitan Division. And you might be thinking to yourself, why, Alex? What could you possibly have to say about the Flyers that would lead yeah. you to believe that they would make the playoffs? Do you think Carter Hart is going to have a bounce pack? Not particularly. Uh, do you think Martin Jones? No, of course not. You think Rasmus Ristolainen <laughs> is going to get overplayed and tank them? That's definitely a real possibility. So then why do you put the Flyers into the playoffs? Well, it's because uh, it's an even-numbered year. And ever since 2012, uh, they missed the playoffs on the odd-numbered years and made it on the even-numbered years. And I know much better at this point than to bet against that trend. So the Flyers somehow, somewhere are getting back into the playoffs. Mark my words. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah, that's a brilliant analysis. 
I certainly wouldn't bet against that. Um, and yeah, maybe I had originally had Philly making the playoffs as the as the last wild card. Maybe maybe now you've just convinced me to the span of thirty seconds. I've flipped the two teams back again. Um, <laughs> yeah, Philly, there really is nothing much to like, eh? I mean that that forward core is aging and it's aging fast. Um, Atkinson for Voracek, I feel like they lost that trade just talent wise. Um, and you know, it's it's nothing's really going aside from like Sean Couturier, who's you know perennial stud. Uh, but like you know, Konechny took a step back last year, and it seems like nobody and they, they had to trade Nolan Patrick, um, because he just wasn't working out with them. And and yeah, you, I mean, you acquire Rasmus Ristolainen, and I mean, like, what the hell are we doing here? You're like paying a first for that shit. That's that's absurd. That is absurd. Uh, and yeah, you're like, oh, you know, Carter Hart sucked last year. We ought to get some insurance just in case he's actually bad. Let's get Martin Jones. Um, that 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 kind of logic doesn't really check out for me, personally. I don't subscribe to that logic, but I mean, so much for Philly, I guess. So, uh, yeah, all in all, I don't know where I'm going with this team. It really doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. Um, and it just, it feels like they're there by default, honestly. How do you feel you know, with respect? How do you feel about yeah. the logic that they got Martin Jones in order to show Carter Hart, say, see, you're our number one. You so much faith. We got a shitty backup to show you that, that we believe in you. And that we're not even going to need a good backup, which is, of course, flawless planning. Uh, but I, honestly, not just the even number thing, I could envision a world where, you know, Carter Hart returns to form. Of course that could happen. Maybe Ryan Ellis, you know, is still a stud. He probably is still a stud. Uh, and that could be a big difference maker. And I don't like any of the other teams that I cut from the playoffs enough to, you know, want to put them ahead of this Flyers alternating pattern. So, really, even Carolina, you're you're that down. Like I'm down. Especially not Carolina. I thought for like two seconds up, and then went to the playoffs. I was like, not just the goaltending that is, you know, two massive question marks, but also the loss of Dougie Hamilton is going to be uh, a big one. Yeah, I mean that's that is the big one, but I think their fourth core is mostly intact. You had Kakanami. I mean, straight up, that's that's a pretty nice depth piece. Which he's gonna be basically at this point. Um, that's just I think that loaded forward core. Uh, that's only gonna like they're pretty young. They're only gonna another take uh, take another step forward, uh, and I think that's enough to kind of lift them into the playoff spot. I think there's there's like you know obviously Anderson and Rancher are huge question marks. Uh, not only just the talent for Anderson in particular, but just like obviously durability wise. Um, but I think there's a there's a like a good to there's a good chance that they can, like, just do barely enough to scratch them into a playoff spot. Uh, and that defense, you know, it, it, it's, it, I mean, they should have absolutely thrown everything uh, to try to retain Dougie Hamilton. Um, I mean, you just need to look at that Cockney and me money uh, and, you know, a million that you give to, to Anthony, De- Tony D'Angelo um, and things like that, or even just, for, like, four and a half to Freddie Anderson. Uh, you would love to keep Dougie Hamilton. We've already, I think we've already talked about this enough, the Dougie Hamilton thing. Um, but I think that defense is still above average. I like the forward core. And so, yeah, I got them in a playoff spot. I think you're a bit too down. I think you may have overcompensated. That's my, that's my analysis. Man, it must be so tough to be a Hurricanes fan this offseason. Who's like, yeah, you can so tough. clearly see how easy it would have been to keep Dougie Hamilton, keep Alex Nadalchkovic, keep your first round pick for the upcoming draft. 
and come back with uh, a similar team, probably an even improved team upon the one that you had last year. And instead, they throw it all out of the out the window for for no apparent reason. That's too yeah, bad. You can so clearly see the path to a lack of Tony D'Angelo on your team, and yet, alas, and yet, and yet here the, we are. The the fastest heel turn in honestly NHL history, I think. It was so dramatic. Yeah. It was so dramatic. They were they were the most likable team in the NHL. And all of a sudden it's like your team is shit and you've revealed you you've revealed yourself to be total shit bag. So it's like whoop. And this just happened on this now. bandwagon. Yeah. I wonder if a part of it was Hurricane's brass slash ownership being like, Yeah, I think we've built up enough goodwill in general to afford this social media headache. And they made made uh, that miscalculation. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty gross. It's a pretty gross analysis of the situation. We've done enough good, so we can do a real shitty thing now. Um, yeah, but yeah, that 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 might have gone through their heads because he, like, you know, come on, Tony D'Angelo, he's a known headache. I mean, just look within the organization, like, w- just within between his teammates in New York, and you want to bring that in, really, really? What's the analysis there, honestly? Um, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe they're all just on like some sort of bender this this summer. The entire offseason, Don Waddell has just been, he's just been on, on a ride of his lifetime. And he's just like, fuck it. Trade away Alex Kudoskovich okay. for a third. Think Wait, about it. Think about I'll it. Just, I was just think about this. You know what? We, we talked about Dougie Hamilton. Like, you know, you could have used that Cockney on Dougie Hamilton. You could have used that Cockney money on Alex Nadelkovich. What the fuck? On two Alex Nadelkovichs. <laughs> on, on like two, three. Uh, like, and you could you could have gotten two Alex Nadelkovich for like Freddie Anderson. It's it's so stupid. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh god. So just bad vibes from that team. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, let's move on to the Central Division. Uh, why don't you run bottom to top for this one? All right. Okay. Let's find my rankings for the Central. Alrighty. So for the Central, last place we have our new arrival, Coyotes, in there. Uh, and then we have Nashville. Followed by Chicago, then Dallas, then Winnipeg, then St. Louis, then Minnesota, then Colorado. Your turn. All right. All right. Okay, so we do have a couple differences. Uh, Once again, we have the same bottom two teams, Arizona, then Nashville. And in sixth place, it's uh, the St. Louis Blues, followed followed by the just missed the playoffs, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, then in fourth place in a wild card spot, it's the Winnipeg Jets, and our top three is Minnesota, Dallas, and Colorado. Whoa! Whoa! Wait, did you have Minnesota third? Is that what you said? Yeah, I have Minnesota third in the division. Okay, all right. So let's start. Where we got a couple of pretty sizable differences there. First of all, I think did I have? Yeah, so I had Dallas. I had both of my. Uh, wildcard teams coming in from this division. So in the end, I did have Dallas uh, squeaking in there in fifth. Um, but uh, you had them all the way in second. And yep. I am asking myself, why? I mean, it's, this feel, this team feels like it's like, uh, you know, kind of primed for a step back as their their core kind of gets old and, you know, they signed Braden Holtby. And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, well, like, it, was it, was it, was it I, cup final fatigue last year that kind of sunk them? Plus the COVID outbreak. I hadn't even really, I hadn't even really thought of cup final fatigue signal last year, but I think that's definitely a possibility. 
I like the look of uh, of their roster. I know, as you say, some pieces of their core are getting older, but Tyler Sagan did miss almost all of last season. And so I know he's not exactly the player he once was, but that still will be a big addition. But I think it's also worth mentioning that as guys like Sagan and Ben and Radulov and Pavelski kind of fade off into the into the limelight, that's definitely not a term. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, Rupi Hinson and Dennis Gurianov and uh, Miro Heiskanen and Thomas Harley and the like, I think are going to be more than capable of uh, replacing their production and potentially even surpassing it. So I think this team is kind of in a window. I don't think they're a Stanley Cup contender, but I think the makeup of this organization uh, this year maybe will be as good as they'll be for a while with guys like Tyler Sagan kind of like on a very tail end of their primes or maybe even past their primes and other guys kind of uh, at the beginning of it. So I think yeah, uh, I, the Stars could potentially line this year. And I think Ryan, Ryan Suter, you know, he's still pretty good. There's a nice addition. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Is he? Um, yeah, he's, he's still pretty good. Maybe not four uh, years good, so until he's 40 years old. But <laughs> That's a problem for later. Right, we're not we're not yeah. doing we're not doing that right now. Um, but yeah, I think you're right on on the fact that it's, it's like it's like yeah, it's like two windows. It's like that Venn diagram of like last generation, this generation kind of coming together right now with this team. Um, but you know, I have uh, I have questions with the goaltending, especially. Um, I don't think I think Hudobin's old, and he sh- like shows real signs of t- uh, wear and tear last year. Um, and I don't trust that Ben Bishop. Obviously, don't know what's going on there and. Braden Holpe's Braden Holpe. Um, and they don't, yeah, I don't, I just don't trust that. Um, I think Heiskanen took a step back last year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in terms of development. Um, I don't, yeah, so it's, it's hard to see where that development trajectory is going. Um, they gave him a really big contract, right? Uh, they gave him the full eight years this offseason. And like, you know, I think it's a, it's an all right defense score. Uh, Klingberg's kind of tailing off the last, last couple seasons. And so, uh, yeah, I think this team is all right, and they're a playoff team, and that's why I've got them speaking. I think they're certainly better than whoever the fourth-place team is from the Pacific. Um, but, I mean, I think I think they're all right. I don't think they're the cup final team that obviously made it in a couple years ago. I don't think they're dog shit awful like they kind of were last year, especially near the beginning. Um, but they're somewhere in the middle. I think they're, like, a bit better than mediocre is how I put them. Where did you have the Blues? I noticed you had them uh, quite a bit higher than I did. Yeah, so I had the Blues third, because um, I mostly, I, you know, I think they had a, I think I, the really stands out as adding Pavel Kuznavich for me. Um, that was a spectacular trade, and I think that really bolsters their their forward core. Um, not sure what's going on with that Tarasenko situation. It's pretty safe to say he's not going to play, right, for them? I don't know. Hard to tell. I honestly but, have no idea. I don't know. Like the Blues seem like a team that always that do well in the regular season, and so I thought it was pretty safe to put them in in third. You know, and I thought they were a step ahead of the all right teams in Dallas and Winnipeg. And so yeah, the Blues always seem like a, a perennial regular season hit, and I don't see why that would be much different this year, especially with Bishnevich. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it that way at all. After after Petrangelo left last season, I see them as being dragged into the fourth spot in a terrible division against their will and then getting shit-kicked swept by the Avalanche. And I think, you know, the Buchnevis trade, while being pretty good, I don't think it moves the needle 
enough for them to to not be that kind of really ho hum team anymore. So that's how I put them in sixth. You know, I don't really have uh, faith in that defense. It's been it was shaky all of last season without Petrangelo, and I especially don't, don't I especially don't have faith in the the, the Jordan Bennington Billy Huso goaltending tandem that they're running back. Uh, unless Charlie Lindgren manages to beat out Billy Huso for the backup spot. That's fair. Yeah, the goaltending is the real weakness here. You look at that and you're like, ah, they should have gotten a good backup for the long gun. They should have signed Bennington to that contract, and they should have gotten a competent backup. Um, I did not know Bennington was 28 years old. Oh my goodness. That is going to be awful. <laughs> that contract is going to age poorly. Uh, but I think he can hold the floor. I don't, you know what? Yeah, I don't think, I think for me, Colorado, Minnesota is pretty clear cut one, too. Um, and, you know, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Dallas. They give similar vibes. I think St. Louis is the best of the three. They give similar vibes, though. You know, like, this team isn't going to do much in the playoffs kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, but they may make it. Uh, now time for – this is my favorite division to make the standings for. Uh, the, the, the awful Pacific division. Oh, and we, we've talked at length about how, how by far this is the worst division in the National Hockey League. And therefore, almost by default – I went like, oh, yeah, I'll put three teams in from this division and five in the other. But then I was like, you know what? Do I really feel like putting, like, Chicago or St. Louis or Nashville in? Like, no, they're they're not that great either. As we mentioned, there are there are not that many good teams in the National Hockey League. So I decided, you know what, fuck it. Four teams in each division. <laughs> uh, in the Pacific, in the Pacific oh, uh, last place, I have uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Then moving up in seventh, it's Calgary, San Jose, and just barely missing the playoffs is the Seattle Kraken. And then in our top four, we got Vancouver in a wild card spot, the LA Kings in a divisional spot, third place, and Edmonton second, Vegas number one. Okay, all right, we have very similar rankings. Um, I went, I went uh, Anaheim in the very bottom. Then I went San Jose, seventh. Then Calgary. I had, and I remind you, I had I had three teams coming from this division into the playoffs. So I had Vancouver in fifth. Just missing the playoffs, I had Seattle. And then I had the Kings, the Oilers, followed by the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, okay, okay. I'm kind of surprised that we both had the, the Kings in the playoffs because I've heard like a little bit of buzz like, oh yeah, Kings are going to take a step this year. But I haven't really seen many committing to, you know, putting them into a playoff spot. But I mean... This is probably going to be Quentin Byfield and Alex Turcotte's rookie years. Philip Bando, uh, we know firsthand how valuable he is and going to be a very big addition. I have faith in uh, in Cal Peterson as a goalie. And, I mean, you know, there isn't that much competition in this division. So I think this year had better be the year for their rebuild that they take that step towards a, a playoff spot. That'll be fun. They have potentially be a very fun team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, just the youth on this team is, is bumping with, the, with these rookies. Uh, oh, yeah, Justin in, Brown. <laughs> the very best of vibes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think this team is uh, it's not very good. <laughs> it's not very good. Um, but, I mean, first of all, the rest of the, the division is just it, – it is the perfect year to, like, go for a division spot for the Kings because uh, it's – for me, it's the worst division I've seen in recent memory. Um, like especially at the bottom, uh, fighting for that third spot. I mean, like you look at the rest of them. Obviously, Anaheim, San Jose, Calgary. Those are both bottom feeders. Um, who you know, like Calgary, I think wants to pretend like they're good and that they can make a push. And, uh, but we've discussed that length about how 
just last week, right? We talked about how they were they're awful. Their roster sucks. They're going nowhere. Um, and you know, yeah, which obviously team? San Jose, Calgary. Oh right, yeah. Um, yeah, and then San Jose, I'm Anaheim, obviously not doing shit there. Uh, Vancouver, uh, perennially doing weird things like acquiring OEL, and Seattle. We were both very underwhelmed with what they do with the expansion draft. So it's like all these teams, and like Seattle, who is Ford core, like I can't even, I can barely name past the first line. So it's like, you know, if you if you if you're gonna, if that's your competition. And even ahead of you, Edmonton's not a very good second seed. Uh, this is this year. So you know what? Maybe maybe LA with these standings, and you know maybe they'll even make it to the second round. Who knows? I wouldn't put it past Edmonton to kind of collapse like that. Uh, and yeah, yeah. You know, actually, I thought about the Kraken because we both did have them just outside the playoffs. After I know we yeah. both didn't like what they did the expansion draft, but we both did admit even at the time that defense core is extremely capable. Especially after signing Grubauer, they have a very good goaltending tandem as well. If they could, you know, squeeze offense out of Eberle, Schwartz, McCann, Jonas Donskoy, Alexander Wenberg, then they have a shot in this division. Uh, but I'm surprised you didn't uh, point out my Canucks in the playoffs prediction oh. because that one was a lot of fun for me to make personally and just imagine in my, in my own head. I was like, hey, this is fun to make a prediction that Vancouver <laughs> makes the playoffs. Why don't I go ahead and do it? Uh, I mean, first of all, it's very well documented how terrible that defense is. Um, but that forward group, we've allotted that top nine every time we've looked at it. Like, you know, adding Connor Garland, Vasily Podkoles, and Jason Dickinson, that looks pretty lethal. Do we know there's already some star power up top there? And, of course, Thatcher Dem- Demko, you know, superstar goalie already, maybe even a Vesna candidate. But like, there are definitely pieces here. I could see them making some noise. But the main reason that I hope Vancouver makes the playoffs is it means at least another three or four years of Jim <laughs> yes. Benning on the job. And uh, this gets funnier the longer it goes on. So I hope it goes oh. on as long as possible. Yeah, I-, I like your outcome for the Vancouver Canucks better than I like my outcome. Just just for the Jim Benning vibes. Uh, and, and to laugh uh, to laugh at this clusterfuck of defensemen be in the playoffs and try to handle yeah I mean who who would I, the Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights I guess the yeah Colorado exactly. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon v Tucker versus Pullman. Tucker Pullman and Tyler Let's Myers one v one Let's go I want to see it Um yeah this is like it's it's kind of it feels different, this defense score from, like, I would compare it to another notoriously bad one uh, in, in the past, which would be the Winnipeg one. Um, but, like, Winnipeg, it feels like, you know, they were just, uh, it was a defense score that was bad because they were just a bunch of, like, they were bad and they were no-namers bad, you know? It was just like, who the fuck is Tucker Pullman? Like, I've never heard of this guy. What a fucking joke of a name. Um, but with Vancouver, it's like they've they've assembled a cast of, like, known bad defensemen. Like, you've got yeah. Tucker Pullman 2.0 uh, when we know he's bad. He's that guy from the Jets <laughs> who we don't know. Like, <laughs> they decided yeah. to pick him to join and, you know, like getting OEL. And it's it's really quite the cast. And I think that's that's what's really yeah. great about this group of defensemen. Um, yeah. Obviously, aside from Quinn Hughes, it's just awful. I agree with you so completely that they specific, they targeted all these guys and basically handpicked their defense score. And it sucks. They were like, let's assemble a cast of our favorites, and it's exclusively bad defensemen. Yeah, and it's 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 a work of art, and so that's why that's what we want to keep seeing from our boy Jim, um, for the next, for years to come. I mean, I it's really isn't it something else? It is something else that he still has his fucking job. It is so like Francisco Aquilini is drinking the Kool Aid so hard, 
um, on this guy. It's it's so funny, uh, and if it continues, it's 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 just the best for the entertainment value. You know, maybe right. we should become Canucks fans and just cheer for their success, their sustained success, so that yeah, Jim Benning can stay at his post. I like I like the appeal of that. Let's the real, go, Jim like, Benning. Can... <laughs> Let's go, Jim Benning. I can buy into this. I can buy into this. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, let's not run too long. Uh, we'll save a playoff bracket for the playoffs or something. And uh, head into our colors draft. How's that sound? Ah, yes. Okay, sounds good okay. to me. All right, let's do it. So this week, this week we will be drafting colors. Uh, it's as simple as that. I have the first pick since Taisei sadly uh, destroyed me in the right. fruit draft. Um, and I'm quite confident that I am going to win this one, however, uh, because I've been looking at colors for basically my whole life. So I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like I have a pretty strong grasp on which ones are good and which ones are less so. Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's put our, our have you, have color you done any preparation for this draft? Um, my preparation was I was sitting on the bus earlier and I made a list of all the colors I could think of. And so I have like 11 colors on a notes on my phone right now. Oh, wait, wait, before we start. <laughs> yeah. Let's get these ground rules. Uh, white, black, and gray I mean, I was just, off limits, correct? What's that? White, black, and gray? Yeah. All right. So now but I see also, that I have, I was just about to mention, I was just, I was just about to mention it's eleven or nine if you exclude the shades. Um, so I, <laughs> I guess we're, we're down to nine colors. Um, it's it's, it's okay. I'm uh, these grounds. I was I was prepared for this. I was prepared for the elimination of white and black, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, okay, okay. But now I'm going to in in a, in a panic. I'm I'm googling colors. Um, to see what's, <laughs> in a what's panic, what's... <laughs> I'm googling colors. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and this, well, okay, all right. Are we doing shades or like what's what's the deal here? What's the deal here? All right. Um. Okay. We'll see. No, no. We'll, okay. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh, any other ground rules they like to lay out before we start? Oh, I found a good. Uh, I found a good color picture. Okay, I think so. Let's just. I think we can probably use our judgment as we go along. Like, okay. like blue. If someone drafts blue, someone else can't draft light blue, you know? Right. You gotta... Right. But, like, red and pink will be two separate things because yes. in English there's two separate names, so... Okay. Sound good? All right. Well, we'll figure... How many rounds are we going? Uh, let's do six rounds. Let's let's put our six. knowledge to the test. Oh, boy. So I gotta come with, with three colors that aren't on my list. This is... At most. A travesty. Okay, all right. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, with the first pick... I'm going to take decidedly the best color, and it's not even close. Green. Okay. Who doesn't love? Oh God. Who doesn't love good green? No, I'm serious. Of course, of course, I'm serious because honestly, kind of I'm thing. as young kind as like five thing. years old. That's whenever kind of I saw thing. like a grouping of colors that green wasn't in, oh I'd be God. like, man, something's missing to make this really feel like it has the proper color variety. And it was always green. It's the color of nature, you know, trees, natural beauty. All right animals all that nice stuff all right green just you know spring and happy thoughts oh, all the time with the color green i think vomit i think green i think vomit so that's where we stand on that one um at least at least on one side of things i think first overall i think you completely blew it i don't know why i picked green um i wouldn't have picked that for a while so 
value-wise, that's a C minus. Color-wise, it's not a terrible color. You know, lime green's pretty nice. But uh, I don't know about forest green. Can't give the best of grades there. Um, although I love the forest, mind you. But, uh, you know. All right. Interesting pick. Uh, with my first pick, I'm going with decidedly the best color. And that would be blue. All right. Um, blue, first of all, blue is a component of green. So it's like I'm getting green plus. Uh, but that's not why I picked it. Now, blue is just, it's, it's, first of all, it's got so much range. It's got so much range. We got sky blue. The sky is blue. It's fucking iconic. We have like navy blue, it's which iconic. is like pretty blue. And like it's a dark blue. But then you have like royal blue, which is like my favorite color. And royal blue is absolutely slaps. All right. Um, it's just so nice. I have uh, currently, I have a cup right now that's, that's, that I'm drinking water from. It's royal blue. Uh, and, you know, blue is just such a uh, ubiquitous color. My phone background is blue. I'm just naming things in my life that are blue because, you know, blue. Uh, and I'm looking at the same caster. It's blue. It's just, it's a great time uh, to be a blue. Uh, and, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how else to sell this other than everybody loves a good blue in their life, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be... I'd be wary of the argument that just because it's so prominent, that means it's good. Well, why is it so prominent? It's because it's awesome. Good. Everybody fucking loves it. That's why. Or maybe just because it's easy to use, which easy is not necessarily a good quality. What are you talking about? Green is next easy up. to use. What is he talking about? All right, go next ahead. Up. Next Ease up, uh, I'll be drafting a color that is not only uh, very nice in and of itself and has as much versatility as blue and complements green perfectly seeing as they're opposites on the world famous color wheel oh we're going with the color red isn't he red okay interesting interesting would you like to defend your pick uh not really okay. i'm good all right it's not a bad pick. all right i'll chill with it that's, that's a pretty good pick right red's a good color um you know it is blood though you know Blood kind of stinks. Maybe it's it the blood out. of your enemies, and then it's good. Is it now? We're advocating for murder on this podcast. Is that where you're going? Wow, we've we've no. really taken a dark turn. Boo, <laughs> boo. All right, think about it, boys. People, red is murder. That's what Alex wants you to think. All right, um, all right. Where do we go next? Okay, you know I'm gonna go with the color that complements blue. Uh, not because it's on the opposite spectrum of the color wheel, which, uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about that, um, but uh, because they're pretty similar. I'm going to be going purple. All right. So uh, an absolutely another elite color, color of royalty or whatever it is from that's that's history time, but just aesthetically, it's very pleasing. Um, and, uh, you know, what, who, uh, do you know anyone who hates purple, the color purple? Do you hate the color purple? I don't hate the color purple, but I do think it's exactly. a, quite the reach at fourth overall, especially considering the first thing that comes to mind when I think of purple is purple candy, which are always, without fail, the worst flavor in the no. bag or Great. bucket of whatever kind of candy you're eating. So Great you got candy that going rocks, for you. But like, that's besides the point. All right. Okay. Who do you got in the third round? All right. Hmm, let me think. I have a number of options. And I think uh, the best one here is uh, orange. Who doesn't love the good, a good color orange? It's extremely vibrant all the time. Uh, it was no, named not. after it's a fruit. A lie. No, that's not a lie always at all. It's vibrant. It's just like, you know, it's not always you know, vibrant. 
it, it, it commands a space. Uh, I've seen a lot of bad oranges. I've seen a lot of bad orange colors. They're like the ones that aren't vibrant. It's just like, well, this sucks. I wouldn't put this on anything. Well, that's just conjecture. So how about that? <laughs> how about that? <laughs> orange is great. Orange actually, I there was a short uh, phase in my youth when I called orange my favorite color. But I think it was I was just trying to be different from all the correct people who said green was their favorite color. Luckily, I came around in due time. But orange, I still do have quite the appreciation for it. Wow. Okay. But you even just admitted orange is for the posers. And um, that's that's what that's the inference <laughs> no, I take from that. That's <laughs> not what I meant by that. <laughs> no. And yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good inference if you ask me. Okay. All right. Next up. Um... Hmm. Are we accepting gold as a color? Is that a color? Uh, you know what? Because that would be such a shitty pick, I'll let you do it. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Gold. Okay. I, mean, I, I need to consider this. This is a uh, six overall is a tough spot because so I'm, I'm kind of I'm running on fumes. I can't lie on this on this color thing. Um, I I, I constantly feel like I'm, We're I'm five missing something. When you're all out. Kathy, yeah, I know, right? I'm, I'm like, what's the big great color I'm missing? They're all the same. <laughs> Especially with the white and black off the board, it's just like, <laughs> oh god, they're all <laughs> they are they are all kind of the same, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna go yellow. I'm not gonna go gold. I'm gonna go yellow. I'm gonna take the last primary color. It's a primary color, so I'm getting a steal at the back end of the third. Um, and yellow is, is a very happy color, right? It's always associated with being happy, smiley faces. You know, the sun is yellow, allegedly, when you draw it as a kid. Uh, and, yellow sucks. Um, you know, yeah, yellow, yellow rules, especially in the yellow right context. Down, you know, you talk yellow, a good yellow, sucks. a good yellow is better than a good orange. I'll tell you that. That's, that's decidedly false. But let me tell you the nah. main reason why uh, yellow is bad. And it's that all, all the right, other colors... Here. There are like light versions of it and dark versions. There is no dark yeah. yellow. Well, there there is a dark yellow, but even dark right. yellow is still a light color, and it's also disgusting looking. So yellow is very well, limited in its range of lightness and darkness, and I find that to be extremely unappealing. Well, I think, you know, first of all, I think the the vibes of any yellows are pretty good. They're pretty immaculate, and you're talking about ugly darks, and you just picked orange. So I don't know what you're going on about. Um, orange dark has among orange the worst. Can have dark a very, orange. have a very profound volume. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? I said, dark orange <laughs> can have a very profound volume. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! I think we should frame that. We should frame that shit somewhere. <laughs> And put and it on a wall that's painted dark orange. Neither one of us are visual arts majors. <laughs> Profound <laughs> Yeah, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, you, could, you couldn't trust me with a paintbrush for shit. Um, <laughs> All right, so, okay. okay. <laughs> Alright, All so, right. so fourth round. Okay. Go ahead. It is my turn. I'm going to go with uh, the beautiful color pink. Who doesn't love a good pink? Uh, it's very pleasant to look at. 
It's it's light red, but we already established that we were allowing red and pink to be two separate picks. And a fun thing yeah. is that in Russian, uh, pink the word for pink is just light red, but they have separate words for blue and light blue. So kind of the opposite as in English. I'm pretty th- I'm pretty sure that's a, a true fact. Uh, pink, you know, it's just uh looks good, solid color all around. All right, sounds good. Um, I find yeah, out it looks good. Bad. Yeah, I don't have uh, pink's a pretty good pick there. Can't roast it too hard. Uh, next up, I have you know I looked at it. And it's pretty great value that I'm getting here. I'm gonna get turquoise, which I assume Shit. is passable. We, we're passing turquoise, right? Like that's that is yeah yeah. It's independent you know, color. I, this yeah, at I, this point, if turquoise doesn't count, what does? <laughs> You're right. Uh, and I heard the shit that you just exclaimed there because you know <laughs> that it is, I was it is the perfect blend. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's the perfect blend of blue and green. It's um, it's an elite color, honestly. And I'm, and I was, I was, I was wondering if it was gonna pass um, as as, it, as its own independent color. Now that we established it did, I think I nailed it. It's like the perfect shade. There's never a bad turquoise. It's beautiful. All right. All right. Uh, so <laughs> pretty much <laughs> turquoise. I think I'm oh, going to have to counter with uh, teal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. I need to Google teal to remind me what that looks like. Teal. Ugh. All right. Tur- turquoise <laughs> is, uh, I think, closer to blue than green, whereas teal is closer to green than blue, which means okay. uh, it is, yes, similar to turquoise, but better since it leans more towards the superior green. So I've just oh. gotten the the better of two colors that start with T that blend blue and green. I don't know. I think, I think teal is fucking ugly. Like I, I remember, like I remember this now I had, you know, teal Crayola markers. I was never using teal Crayola markers because they're terrible. Um, but you never drawn the San Jose Sharks logo. Yeah, I haven't because I actively avoided it because the colors mix. I actively avoided the color teal. I think teal is disgusting. Um, and it should be abolished. And I think that's an awful. <laughs> Hashtag abolish teal. <laughs> Hashtag abolish the <laughs> teal industrial complex. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Um, I'm I'm going on a crusade. I'm going on a crusade. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of bad. That color that color kind of stinks. Teal. Okay. Teal's All so right. good. Um, you just took turquoise. It's basically yeah, the but, same thing as teal. That is that is that is the most that is the worst slander I've ever heard against the colors, um, let alone turquoise, um, because uh, no, they're not basically the same color. Teal is uh, inherently appealing. Teal is uh, no turquoise is inherently. Yes, you're appealing. right. Yeah, I'll stop you there. Teal, teal is appealing. Is inherently teal appeal appeal teal. Okay. Where turquoise no, match with noise because the noise is unpleasant. No, and they were. Noise is beautiful. It's beautiful noise. I don't even know why I'm arguing with these rhymes. Just look at the fucking colors and look at which one looks better. That's all I have to say. I don't, I don't need to defend it with, with, with shitty rhymes like teal and appeal. That it, it barely a rhyme, I might I might add. All right. Um, what do you mean okay, barely exactly? What qualifies? They're literally a perfect rhyme. I don't think so. I don't think that's how rhymes work. Is it? I don't know. Yes, it is. I'm also not a language well, major. I'm also not a language seven. major. So, okay, fair enough. But, but but the consonant. But the consonant. All right. Teal, peel, you know, like T and P, you know. Teal, appeal. Like all that perfect one. Yeah. It is I a per- it's, it's literally I it's that's literally a true fact that that's a perfect rhyme. Mm-hmm. Am I throwing you off your game right now by by challenging your 
your rhyming by having just blatantly incorrect rhyme takes that are demonstrably no, false in every way. It's subjective. It's subjective. You know, like appeal and teal, they may sound like they rhyme, but they don't share the same last consonant. Like their syllables don't start with the same consonant. You know. Yeah, but that's not part of what a rhyme is. At I don't all. know about that one. We'll have to ask the the, the English majors about that. Any English okay. majors out there? Please enlighten us. Um, okay, what are colors that exist? Honestly, that we would qualify like gold. Um, Go ahead, be my guest. Uh, but I'm not fucking taking Go gold. Right ahead. Though, you know? Tank Maybe your I... already mediocre draft by taking gold. I don't know. Let me Google the color gold and see what color. Like you know, gold fucking rocks. You know, like as a color, it's pretty. Like, are we talking about like shiny gold? Because like I don't know how I feel about like, you know, like oh this is gold color, but it's not shiny. It's not actually gold. You know, it's pretty. But other than that, I I I, I like I don't want to pick brown. I'm not going to pick brown. I'm gonna put that out there. Um, aside from that, I I have I literally cannot name any other colors. Like I have, there are want to forfeit your picks. No, I don't want to forfeit my pick. But how many? How many? Okay, I have to squeeze out this one and another one. And yeah. wow, this this must be great listening material. Struggling to some guy <laughs> figure out what's his ninth favorite color. Um, <laughs> struggling to come up with one because he literally can't name anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. It's decided. I'm going gold. Um, you gold is for winners. Lost. Gold. Just lost. Gold is for winners. I I don't know. I was what the else favorite to heading into that pick. It's cemented now. I could I could pick brown with my last pick. Gold is such an awful selection. <laughs> it's just all the like. Our, yellow already about? sucked. Gold is the worst parts of yellow. It's like dark yellow. Like yellow is trying to be dark. What is he? It's like it's like no, if I yellow think... was not the color of the sun. That's what the color gold is. No, but like think about it. You look at a piece of gold, and you it's like this is sick. It's a it's a sick looking metal. And I, I stand it's by nice it. metal. It's a nice color. But it's a nice well, it's a nice metal. You look at the metal and what color is it? It's gold colored. Well that fucking rocks. That's nice. It's pretty great. So you know. <laughs> it's nice. yeah. Alright. Wow, you just blew That's it. it. Alright. I'm leaving it. Uh, you know I think one of the reasons it's so hard to pick a color is because every color is kind of just a version of another of the main like there are really only like six colors in the world, and all the other colors are just variants of it. It's it is like red, green, yellow, blue, purple, orange, and every other color is just like an alteration of it. On that note, I'm gonna select the gorgeous cyan. Okay, we're calling that its own color. Do Do you want to say that I'm not allowed to? I can come up with something else if you want. I don't know. It seems awfully similar to turquoise, or even blue. Like it's it's bordering on blue. Like it's bordering. You're like stealing territory from my zone here. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, let me find something else. How this about like, take brown? Take how brown. About, how about, I'm not taking brown, and I'm not taking maroon, <laughs> and I'm not taking burgundy, or one of those other <laughs> five variations of brown. How about I'll go with. Hmm. See, oh wow, I really don't know any other colors. <laughs> if you spent all this time laughing at me, here he is. Any other, the any very other next color pick. I pick 
it's just extremely similar to one of the other colors that was taken. And you could argue gold and yellow are extremely similar as well. That's fair. So I think okay. my cyan so, pick should be allowed. All right, fine. Fine. We're allowing the cyan. Yay. Yay, cyan. Did anyone right, cheer so hard for the color cyan? <laughs> yeah, I got cyan with the last with my last pick. All right, go maybe ahead. We should close out. I think this is maybe the worst draft we've done so far. <laughs> I think when I texted you this idea, you're like, "Ooh, great idea!" I think that was a bit of a premature analysis because. <laughs> yeah, I forgot there are only six colors. <laughs> there are, there are, and then there are choice to go 12, 12 picks, six rounds deep on this is also right. kind of poor analysis. Put us out of our misery. But, um, pick a one <laughs> color. Like what? What the hell like, is magenta to plink? Go ahead, take magenta. Thank you, thank you. Magenta's beautiful. Oh, no. It's so vibrant. It's you're not quite as vibrant as cyan, but. It really is more vibrant than cyan. I don't know what you're going on about. All right. But to recap, that's just the vibrant color. All right. To recap, my team, we have green, red, orange, pink, teal, and cyan. And on Ty Sage's team, we have, we have blue, purple, yellow, turquoise, gold, and magenta. And I think we can agree, at very least, that both of our teams are extremely top-heavy. <laughs> Yeah, in that in that the bottom in that our bottom feeders are essentially repeat colors. I would have to agree. Yeah. Um, just more specific versions of our first few picks. Just trying to diversify our portfolio. This guy took teal and cyan back to back. Um, yeah. <laughs> I took gold and yellow. This is yeah. this is <laughs> all right. So later on in the week, uh, we will get that poll up on the Instagram, right. where you will have the privilege and honor of voting my team as the superior color team, uh, and Tysaise is the worst. Also, I want to mention, uh, next week is, I just decided now, the arbitrary oh. first episode of Season 3 of Fusion and Hockey Podcast, oh, yeah. which means, as is now tradition, I have uh, an all, a new alteration of the theme music prepared. It's the same melody, but, you know... Different key, different tempo, different instruments, you know, spicing things up for, for the new season. Yeah, new music, new season. The music raw, I've heard it. He sent it to me, I think, a few weeks ago. It's a fucking hit. It's a bop. So I'm sure everybody's going to enjoy that. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't believe it's been two years basically now since we started this podcast. So it's thank you, insane. everybody, for sticking around. <laughs> it is pretty fucking insane. You're three. Who would have known? Uh, um, and we desperately need a new yeah. photo now. We do. I had really to submit. Do, so. I had to submit like an artistic resume for something the other day, yeah. and I was like, "Okay, let me, you know, I'll link to Fusion." Then I looked at that photo, and I was like, "Man, do I want to link to Fusion?" I did, <laughs> but, but but we really need an updated picture. Not only because this one is so sloppily put together, which was intentional. I really hope it comes across it's like, like extremely sloppy. It was very intentional, uh, but also that we were almost three years younger than we are now and that photo yep. was taken so it is past time for an update we will uh, i think over three make years because based based on <laughs> based on when that picture was actually taken i think it's over three years now um, it was uh it was like october 2018 almost, so almost three years uh, okay. all right so yeah well it, yeah we, we'll, we'll, we'll make it so that our profile picture is not a grave embarrassment um yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be good. Uh, watch we change our photo and our listenership goes up by like two hundred percent immediately. 
okay, well, at least we'll have an excuse at that point um, as to why podcast growth, listener growth hasn't been exploding to the roof. Um, uh-huh. Besides okay. the fact that we just All haven't right. really been trying to make it grow. <laughs> to promote it. Just kind of in- <laughs> yeah. Chat, yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. It's definitely the profile picture is what I would say. Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Not the fact that we so. draft colors every three weeks. <laughs> Yo, frankly, I think it's I think it's a hit. I think it's a draw. If more people heard the color draft, I think they'd be enthused. I think if we had a YouTube page, we could put I'm, this I'm up as a promo clip. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm focused. <laughs> I really do think that our draft bits are uh, are pretty funny in general. I think they're elite. All right. So uh, unless All you right. have anything else to add, uh, I think we can close nope. this episode. That is it thank you for listening to this week's fusion and hockey podcast next week along with the new theme music we will uh i don't know what we'll do oh actually maybe we'll even add the preseason actually starts this week so maybe if we you know catch a glimpse of some preseason games we could talk about that a little bit if we feel like it or not we'll see anyway thanks follow us on instagram fusion and hockey podcast pull up later this week probably Thursday-ish, I would guess. And uh, follow us on Twitter, too. Our handles are in the description.